Welcome to Talks at Stellenbosch Uni, Stellenbosch University's podcast where we talk about current topics and innovative research done at the university. Founded in 1988, World AIDS Day was the first ever international day for global health. Since then, every year on the 1st of December, people around the globe unite to observe World AIDS Day. The Africa Center for HIV and AIDS Management at Stellenbosch University opened in 2003 to help address challenges in the fight against AIDS through academic programs. These programs specifically look at managing HIV and AIDS in the workplace. Today we speak to Dr. Munia Saruchera, Interim Director and Senior Lecturer at the Center to tell us more. Welcome Dr. Saruchera. Thank you for having me. Let's start with the current global status of HIV. What is the current percentage of infections in South Africa? Uh, I'll just give a, a global and South African uh, scenario just to be able to uh, show the, um, you know, the, 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 the reality there. Globally, there's 40, about 40 million people that are living with HIV and AIDS. And then uh, in sub-Saharan Africa, we've got 26 million people that are living with HIV and AIDS. And then in South Africa, we've got 7.8 million that are also living with HIV and AIDS and uh, with a prevalence rate of 19. 10% um, in that regard. Thank you. Considering the availability of HIV and AIDS treatment and education today, would you think people should still care about HIV and AIDS? Oh, yes, definitely. If anything, I think more than ever, because uh, um, there are a number of developments with all the treatments that are happening and other pandemics and conditions and socioeconomic aspects as well. Uh, HIV and AIDS, you know, uh, it's changing in its interactions with all these various factors. So there's need, for example, we've just said COVID-19. Uh, what is the interaction between HIV and AIDS and COVID-19? What is the interaction between HIV and AIDS and TB, which remains one of the pandemics in this country as well as in, um, you know, across the continent? So there's definitely need and um, also given that uh, during the past two and a half to three years of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, focus has shifted from HIV and AIDS to uh, COVID as well as resources and efforts. So given the United Nations 95-95 targets, as well as, you know, the UNAIDS, sorry, 95-95-95 targets, as well as the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals that are all supposed to be achieved by 2030. Uh, we are already lagging behind by three years in order. To, so we need to get back on track. And as we continue to see, HIV and AIDS is still rearing its ugly head, you know, in society in various ways. Looking at HIV and AIDS in the workplace, this could often be a topic that people are hesitant to talk about. Why do you think is it important to focus on HIV and AIDS in the world of work? Exactly. The very fact that people are hesitant to talk about it, because if people are diabetic or they have cancer, they talk about it. They have other conditions. They talk about it. So if people are hesitant to talk about HIV and AIDS, uh, it does show that there are still high levels of stigma. And that leads also to mental health. It leads to, you know, um, issues of productivity. And uh, if the human capital in the world of work or in an organization um, has all those kind of challenges, they are not going to be as productive. And then it affects the bottom line, whatever the core business of any organization. So there's still need. And also the prevalence rate is still quite high at 19.10%. We continue to see this affecting young people 15 to 24 years and above as well as women. So it remains quite an issue and uh, a pandemic despite the 41 years or so of uh, you know the pandemic being around mm-hmm. what is the risk of not managing hiv and aids effectively in the workplace 
Um, if HIV and AIDS uh, is, no, is not managed effectively in the workplace, uh, number one, it does affect productivity. It does affect the human capital that is the employees. And particularly, I think, issues of, uh, you know, because uh, HIV and AIDS is not just about treatment as well. There is awareness. There's prevention. Some people might have been infected years ago. Some people might have been infected yesterday. These are all people that had different levels in their journeys, you know, in, in with uh, with the condition. And so, and also the issues of stigma that we are talking about about that people are not wanting to talk about this openly uh, organizations auditing their policies and programs do they have effective policies and programs in the first place um, if the, if not then it should clearly shows that there's a there, you know there's a delay there or there's a gap that needs to be addressed otherwise it all comes down again the thing with pandemics it will come in one cycle we've had HIV and AIDS for 41 years now uh, we've it was at its peak but we are beginning to have other challenges that are showing that are not necessarily treatment and that maybe because people are sitting back because now there's uh, some treatment which leads to better management. Uh, but if an organization does its business and it does not focus on how its staff, you know, uh, you know, or human capital, you know, is doing, is faring in terms of, you know, um, health overly, then inevitably this will affect their operations. It affects business, it affects society, it affects the economy, it affects development. South Africa has labor laws in place aimed at protecting people living with HIV and AIDS against discrimination in their workplace. But is this a reality for people living with HIV and AIDS today? Yeah, look, um, from what we know, you know, I think it's one thing to have laws, it's another thing to practice them. And then it's another thing to actually even know about those laws. You know, uh, I, for one, am not aware of anybody, for example, who has been arrested for stigmatizing people that have HIV and AIDS. Uh, so the laws may be there, but they need to be popularized, they need to be communicated, they need to be you know, implemented, and there's got to be consequences for organizations that may not be having these policies and programs in place, that may not be reviewing them or auditing them to make sure that they're in alignment uh, with their needs, as well as uh, you know the, all these other new uh, developments, the U United Nations AIDS uh, 95, 95, 95 targets, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, some that are touching specifically on health and dignity and other and, and all those. So certainly there is, you know, so the reality, I think it, it really depends who you're talking to. And uh, we did a start actually at the Africa Center with the International Labor Organization and we were looking at different sectors. Uh, so we found that it is different. Uh, so the way the mining sector, banking sector, agriculture, transport, construction, uh, automot automotives, they all are different levels in terms of you know their policies and programs and how effective and aligned they are with the reality on the ground. Dr. Sarchera, you just mentioned that there could be consequences, consequences for employers that do not have these policies in place. Is it a legal requirement for all employers um, in South Africa to have a HIV and AIDS policy? Yes, it has been, and uh, particularly over the years gone by. But uh, whether the monitoring uh, of that and uh, the um, punishing, let me say, or penal penalizing those organizations that may not have it is where I think it, it could be quite weak because uh, uh, HIV and AIDS has been, to, his, to, to date, it has been one of the, the biggest pandemics that South Africa has. And South Africa continues to be the epicenter for HIV and AIDS globally, as well as in the continent and sub regionally in uh, 
Southern Africa. So indeed, it has been a requirement. Uh, but again, as usual, you know, um, government's capacity in order to monitor and audit and to make sure that, you know, all those things are in place uh, is where sometimes the challenges are. And then some organizations tend to actually lag behind or they may just have it on paper. Uh, you'd find an organization may have a policy that was put in place 30 years ago and it has never been revisited or updated. So that is where the challenge is. Let's talk about the Africa Centre for HIV and AIDS Management. The programmes you offer, how does these programmes help address the challenges of HIV and AIDS in the world of work? Yeah, at the Africa Centre for HIV and AIDS Management, um, we do offer a postgraduate diploma uh, in HIV and AIDS Management. We also have an MPhil, a master's degree uh, in HIV and AIDS Management. And then lately, we have also introduced a doctoral program in HIV and AIDS Management. These are, uh, we started off with our flagship and primary program, which is the postgraduate diploma, the PGDIP. Uh, the target for these um, programs has been for practitioners or professionals that are in the workplace, people that have, you know, or in the world of work, people that have anything to do with the wellness of human capital, it could be human resources managers, it could be any manager for that matter who has to supervise uh, staff, and could also be directors, it could be right across different sectors, business, public, uh, NGOs, as well as uh, um, other you know, uh, entities. So the programs are actually meant to help these you know, uh, professionals by upskilling them. And the backbone of our program is basically strategic human resources management. And uh, that is what the main focus is. And given the way South Africa has been to with the pandemic of HIV and AIDS, it has been important for any manager, be you an engineer, a banker, or whatever you, you might be, if you are not able to look after your employees or to be able to understand the challenges and dynamics of uh, you know, a pandemic like HIV and AIDS, which has been wreaking havoc, then if it does, you know, uh, compromise the, your organizational capacity to deliver and to produce. So that has been our main target. We've been we've had more than um, uh, five thousand students from more than forty one countries, primarily in Africa and slightly beyond, for our postgraduate diploma. And we've had teachers, pastors, human resources managers, NGO executives, doctors and nurses, um, bankers, even you know that have been enrolling for, for for the program, and that has actually given them the strategic management uh, skills and experience to be able to look after the human resources uh, in the world of work. Uh, the master's is for those who then want to take it uh, you know, a little bit further and uh, it does come with a, a, a mini research project and for people to be able to develop their skills in terms of research over and above application of the skills and uh, knowledge that they get. And of course, not to mention, they do meet other uh, people from different countries because uh, like I said, we've had students from more than 41 countries. So they all come together and um, you're likely to meet people you might never have met in your life through the program. You know, say someone from Namibia meeting somebody from Ghana through this program. And then when they go back into their place of work, they are able to coordinate, to link up, to network and to exchange experiences and knowledge in that regard. Thank you so much for talking to us today and um, all the best. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Follow all the latest Stellenbosch University news at www.sun.ac.za or follow us on all the largest social media platforms.